Happy Christmas, lads. Merry Christmas, the boys. <laughs> boys. So I'll be honest. I, I wanted to start. We always chat before we start the podcast. And uh, Jimmy was just about to tell us about his outfit. And I wanted him to tell us about his outfit on the podcast. So ju- I don't want to ruin the surprise, but you're looking fantastic, Jim. Have you done yourself up just for us? Yeah. <laughs> uh, in theory, yes and no. So, uh, as I said to the to the boys, the bottom half is pure tracky bottoms and my new Croc slippers, um, which we can get into later. Can we but get into it top... now? Can we see? Can we see the Crocs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crockies, but they've got fur in them. See the fur? Oh my god, lad! Listen, boys, I've got a confession to make. You, you got some, lad. The kids got me Crocs for Christmas. Oh, uh, mate, how comfy are they? I bet you've been wearing them. Have you got them on? Oh, no God. Chance. What no has happened chance. to you two? Oh, Jamie, hang on. Let me finish the sentence. There's no chance they're going on. You're they're not the ones. Uh, would you, not have you not got them on your feet anyway, there, though? They're smart there. They're no, like no, no. Feet. They're me fucking... These cost me a few quid, these fluff flips, and they're as comfy as fuck. I don't these know what they're called. <laughs> they're like Yeezys, like they are. What? They're like clouds, they are. They're like they're that fucking soft, soft cunt tying West Adidas flop flips. Yeah, or something. yeah. Yeezys, yeah. Yeezy <laughs> they're them. Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Jesus, there were so many names that were getting said wrong there. I didn't I didn't actually know which one to pick. Uh, so you've got bottom half. So basically, so you're doing a business room call. Because business I, I'm not going. And then I've gone for a shirt for the top half because <coughs> uh, we're off out. Um, this afternoon we have our third Christmas day, um, so I've done my hair all nice and stuff. So I didn't want to put a jumper that you lift. <laughs> Hang on, just let's stick to you've done your hair. Leave the nice out, <laughs> fucking hell. Okay, so I've done my the hair. With no helmet. I've done my hair. What I think is all nice. So instead of putting like a, just a, a jumper on, like a you know a hoodie or a three quarter jumper, having to take it off, mess my hair up again because we put Christmas PJs on. You see. So we've got to put PJs on after this. So the reason I put a shirt on is it's just easy to unbutton without having to lift it over my head, and I'm good to go then. I just got to get my shirt on, and I'm and I'm I'm flying. So that's why, and obviously I want to look good for the boys, but there's practicality <laughs> to to my uh, to my smartness. Jesus, I I'm thought just... I weren't too sure whether your fucking head's gone massive or you're closer to the camera, but I think it's the fucking pressure of that top button. If you do that top button, your head will just go like, like theme. Do- remember theme hospital where you had to pop the people with the balloon heads? You ever play that? Uh, yeah, it sounds like we're all full of allergy here, lads. Me and yeah. Tank were just talking before we started. Like we we've had sicknesses in our house. Tank, your house has started now. Got mates. Yeah, it's, uh, but but uh, in terms of the Christmas, what about you, Tank? So what did you get in the end? You got a pair of slippers? Anything else? Socks? Of, undies? I've got a pair of Crocs, and I'll be honest with you, I did wear them all day yesterday. Uh, what day was it yesterday? No, I wore it all day uh, Christmas and yesterday because I felt pressured to. But they're not they're not comfy them and the, the bastards. Really? No, and our Jack kept taking photographs of me and posting it on his like fucking snappergram, whatever he's got the yellow ones, <laughs> and, and I'm like. I'm not, I don't like them, and I'm not getting abuse from my fucking little bell end like him. So they're <laughs> off and back to these. But like, it was a quiet Christmas, mate. The whole family's been down with shit. Um, yesterday, she went, she took her, the kids and that to her mum yesterday, and I just stayed in all day boxing day. This is this is how shit I felt yesterday. Do you know what? Do you know what I had? This was my boxing day. Fucking coffee. Pepsi Max and two sausage sandwiches. That was my Boxing Day treat. Oh, that, Healthy Boxing Day, that. Honestly, Jeez. so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm i kind of similar. So yesterday, what did we do? What did we do Christmas? So we we hosted for 20. So, like, it's it's oh. intense enough now. Um, and I was saying to me, Mrs. Right, I was fuming. So you run round. And look, we love having people over. So we run round. Uh, Noreen's on the cooking duty. My goal is very simple, so I go and pick everyone up who needs picking up, bring them back, so no one's got the cars, all that. Then I'm the drink server and the drink drinker, so I'm very good at both of those things, right? So whenever anyone's drinks go down, I make sure they're all topped up and whatever. So anyway, did my job as a host, snoring, running around, food was uh, food was getting ready to be served. I ended up sitting on, so you know like when your table isn't big enough for 20 people, so then you need, like, the little shitty table that extends yeah. onto the big table. I ended up sitting on the kids' table, didn't get any fucking pigs in blankets, 
didn't oh, get any stuffing, man. and the gravy was sparse. And I'm not being funny. I was not. I was not happy. Like I wouldn't be happy with that. And do you no. know what made it worse? Said to me, brother-in-law, I was like, oh, I can't believe that. Didn't get any pigs in blankets. He went, oh, I gave the dog two. I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Literally fuming. below the dog in <laughs> the order of pigs in blankets. Fuming, absolutely fuming. <laughs> I want to get, before we dive into yesterday's fussy, it was good to have proper fussy back. Um, obviously, all of us on the podcast today have uh, have a history of playing over the festive period. Uh, uh, I'll come to you first, Tank. Do you miss... Do you miss the Boxing Day games and the kind yeah. of the back-to-back nature of football? Because it was a good... Look, I know you have to make a lot of sacrifices to play, but it was a good time to play football. It was brilliant. Ah, Jack was asking me about that Christmas Day because it was fucking brilliant because he's 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 train he's out training now because he's got his plan. So they had like... They were allowed... Their, I picked him up on a Thursday. I think it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Christmas, Boxing Day, and then he's got to start today. He's out running now. So they've got the plan. And uh, he was like, I can't believe I've got like three days off, then I got a run and I was like, fucking hell, mate. But we were talking about that and it was, I, I loved it. I was one of them that loved it. I loved going into training uh, Christmas morning as well. You just mm-hmm. go in, they'd open, you'd have a bite to eat at home, open a present. We train, normally train about nine o'clock and you'd be back home at half ten. So, it was, you know, you'd have your dinner and then, yeah, yeah, I used to love it. Back then, though, we used to play a couple of days before Christmas. Then you'd play Boxing Day. Then you'd play the 29th. Then you'd play New Year's Eve. Then you'd have the FA Cup, which was always around my birthday on the 3rd of Jan. So we'd cram like fucking six or seven games and it was brilliant. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Were you allowed to, like, was, uh, again, we're going back a little bit, but like, was there any restrictions in terms of what you could and couldn't eat around that time? Yeah. You, yeah. You, you know, they'd be like, have your Christmas dinner in like fucking sensible, you know, not like go fucking ridiculous. Like, and, you know, you, you wouldn't, we, we wouldn't be drinking or nothing back then, which we used to fucking drink quite, it was different to now, obviously, but yeah, we wouldn't be having a beer, but you, We'd, we'd have a Christmas dinner, but that, that's about it, really. Mm. And what about you, Jim? Because obviously, when we did it, we weren't we weren't getting huge sums of dough. So for, oh. <laughs> for us, it was quite it was quite a get... sacrifice. <laughs> quite a it sacrifice was because you don't get paid for Boxing Day, do you? That's a yeah. fucking thing. It's shit. You we, you don't get paid per match. You get paid week to week. So Boxing Day was a bore. I hated it. Hated New Year's Day. Hated Boxing Day just because. I always wanted to just be around in the family, but on the flip side, the only decent thing was um, I never went out New Year's Eve anyway. I didn't particularly, it's not a night I particularly liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the only saving grace is it, it kind of gave me an excuse of not wanting, not going out. I mean, don't get me wrong, I went out a couple of times, um, but I never really enjoyed it. So it was a it was an early takeaway New Year's Eve ready ready for some sort of game but i did i did have one of the best nights of my life one new year's eve i was absolutely awful the next day i'm pretty sure i got bombed off after that game as well. i was fucking <laughs> shy oh no i was on loan actually i was on loan um you're gonna tell us the club yeah, yeah i was on loan from um filed to warrington actually and i was i was awful i was hammered i was fucking I was that fucking... wasn't my influence was it or no no this playing? is a okay. different one no this okay. is this is long after you Good. and uh i got a text message from the gaffer going look the lad we've got on loads just got injured like we need you back we've got no other choice i've heard <laughs> you're awful you need to sort yourself out basically Which, <laughs> yeah i was not it was fair it was fair enough, to be fair. Um, I just have to make a quick point, right? So apologies to anyone. Obviously, now I live in Ireland, have done for the best part of 10, 11 years, and I've been getting a bit of stick for uh, going back into old habits of calling it Boxing Day. So for any Irish listeners that I offend by saying Boxing Day, it's St. Stephen's Day. It's Stephen's Day over here. Why is not... it? I don't know why it's called Boxing Day. What is Boxing I, Day? I, I, Josh asked me that yesterday. I have no idea. Do either of you two know? Not a clue. Who knows? No idea. Um, so is it, no, not, is it not Boxing Day in Ireland? Is it something else? Stephen's Day. It's called over here. Stephen's Day. Saint yeah. Stephen's Day. Yeah. Saint, it's easy for you to say Saint Stephen. So it's uh, yeah, and it's one of them. I always go to say Boxing Day, then someone will give me a look. I'm like, hey, no, yeah, no, no, no. Boxing Mate, Day. You're English. Forget about them. English. <laughs> so lads, pack day of football. And I have to say, uh, great day of football for me. One hundred and ninety-six quid on me accumulator. Got to be happy with that. 
Tell you, she had a wealth, lads, and some dough. Really? You I, should, I should get commissioned that. I told you not to cash out. <laughs> yeah, that's very true, actually. <laughs> do you know what I was thinking of doing, Tag? I'll give you me 196 quid to put into some crypto. See if you can turn it into 500 quid. <laughs> You'll be a millionaire with Tag in about five days, lad. I know. No. Uh, about five or six months, Jimmy. Um, but no, it's look, it, I absolutely love sitting down, feet up, boxing day, football on, back to back. It's a packed day of football. Um, I, I want to get into the games themselves, but I just want to get Tank's reaction just quickly on uh, the news that broke overnight of Liverpool going into the transfer market, which I'll be honest, blindsided me a little bit. Didn't see this one coming. Um, Cody Gakpo's coming in. Um, I thought reading all the articles of late he was off to United seemed like Eric Ten Hag had done a little bit of legwork there and they were confident to getting the deal done and Virgil van Dijk made some interesting comments over the last few weeks uh, one about him in particular joining Man United and nearly saying that he was a little bit too good for United and then after uh, post the game yesterday van Dijk kind of hinted that Liverpool would be making some signings and I don't think anyone thought we'd be getting one through the door pretty much an hour later so Tank what was your reaction are you are you happy surprised somewhere in between do you know one knew nothing about it, mate? Because I, I actually went to bed last night at half eight. I felt like a bag of shit. And then I woke up this morning early and like one of the lads had sent me and I was like, fucking, I thought he was on a wind-up. And I've been just been speaking to them this morning and I think there's something more in this with Liverpool. I just think on Klopp's comments the other day, like the future's bright here. And then we're just going out and splashing money like that. And what I've just been reading the article uh, in The Athletic about it. And the fact that Liverpool offered a substantial amount more than Man United as an upfront payment. Doesn't seem very Liverpool, does it? It's the total opposite to everything what Liverpool is. So it's a good it's a good signing. Because I had a little, not an argument with me, mate, but he was talking, saying it's, it's ridiculous, it's not needed. I was like, why is it not needed? We've got no frontman. You've got Salah and you've got Nunes. I said, one of them gets injured, we're fucked. Jota has a habit of being injured all the time. Bobby Firmino was on the... He's on the way out, basically, and he let I me, mean, let's get it right. Diaz injury is supposedly a bit more serious than what we faced. I don't think we're we'll seeing much again this season. I don't think you're seeing this, especially now we've got him. I think they're just getting primed for next season. So yeah. I think it was like a much-needed sign, and, and I think it's a fucking shrewd bit of business. But I'm more excited to the fact, not the player, the fact that maybe something's changing at Liverpool and that investment's being found or the club has been sold and someone above is saying, we need to strengthen before we get this. Here's the money. That's what I'm hoping. Well, what about you, Jim? Because Tank makes a point there about value. And look, I'm, I'm talking to a 10-year-old here, so let's not let's not going to carry too much weight. But, you know, FIFA dealings and all that these days, they know the price of players better than most of us. I said, oh, uh, we've obviously signed this lad for 37 million up front. And he's like, that's cheap. And yeah. on the surface of it, that is actually, it, he, he makes a good point when you compare to some of the deals that have been done recently. That does seem very cheap for a player who's who's only on the up. Yeah, and, you know, there's still question marks around the league that he plays in. I know he's done it in the World Cup, but, you know, they say never buy anyone off a World Cup. Um, El Hajjouf and uh, Cleberson. Uh, a couple of uh, examples to go by on that. So, um, yeah, I think I, I, I'm. Don't know where I sit on it. I think I think it's. I think there's better players out there that you could have potentially bought, but I think you've bought. I don't. I don't want to say you bought it so Man United don't buy him. I but think I there's do, an element of that, mate. I think <laughs> it could. I, also, I don't agree with that. I think he, he's needed. I think he's, he's got more attacking players. We're playing Oxley Chamberlain, who's not played football for two and a half seasons. Players aren't playing, though, are, isn't it? You know, you know, Tottenham played. Um, they didn't. They played Fraser Forster, didn't they? they you know, Lloris was. was yeah, but Jimmy, we've got no one to come in and play in that position. Who? What World Cup players for Liverpool have got to come in? They're all in. Playing where though? He doesn't play that position. He was playing more attacking midfield. It wasn't. He's he? a wide no, he play PSV. Yeah, you can play any of the three, but you can play front three, but that's not where Oxley Chamberlain played yesterday. He didn't play in the front three, did he? Play he did he play in the, the left? He played wide left. He played on the left. Well, he, I, when I was watching, he seemed more in the centre. So, okay, and then that's fair enough. Look, you've got injuries. I get that, but um, and I think it will be a good signing. I just think, I think he's a bit of a. Uh, uh, I don't want to say stopgap because it's not because he's a great player. I just. I don't. I can't see where this finishes. If that makes sense, I don't know if it's let, just one. Jimmy, let me throw this now at you. And then... let me throw this at you then, because you you were waxing lyrics against that 
bang average player man you paid 100 Anthony, million for. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not and I'm not saying he's not a good player. He's I'm saying he'll be a good player. I'm saying he's a good player. He is a good player. I'll give you that. And it's, I think it's I think it's a good signing. I just don't understand why you've signed him at this moment in time. To because be fair of, to Jim, I, to, to be fair to Jim, now I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I've got a foot foot in both camps for what you're saying. There has been a lot of reaction online, like Jimmy there from Liverpool fans, because I think there's this, and look, Liverpool need a whole, not a whole new midfielder. I don't want to be totally disrespectful to the midfielders, but that's the area that Liverpool need to invest. And I do believe, yeah. I don't think this impacts on that because the club have known about the midfield issues and are clearly working on stuff in the background. Um, but I think Liverpool fans were maybe a little bit surprised of, okay, this doesn't, like Tank said, this doesn't feel like a Liverpool type signing. But I think when you try to rationalise it, I think you're looking at Jota a new. I think Bobby might get a new deal. Bobby's got to go. I think think he might get a new deal, but it'll be bit part. He's not going to play that much. I think Jota and Nunes are are, are Liverpool's number nines. I think Jota is a little bit injury prone. Uh, I think you're then going to look at Gakpo and Diaz for the left-hand side and then Mm. Salah on the right-hand side with, and I know this sounds a bit mad, I think you see that young Scottish lad who came on again yesterday. Yeah, like he's, no he's, luck, he's, he's gonna he's gonna be around this team now. Like he's he's in, he's he's got it. You can just see straight away. So I think you're looking at that type of structure, then Firmino potentially filling in wherever. So you've got good cover. And then and it also removes this element of another injury crisis for Liverpool. Because Tank said there, one of the forwards, if Salah or D- uh, Nunes gets injured now, we're goosed. Like and we're, we're and it's not like we're we're watertight at the back. To be yeah. able to go, well, actually, we only need a goal here and we'll be able to see it out. Our best way of winning games at the moment is to try and score as many as possible because I don't trust us to not concede the other way. So it was, a, it was an interesting one. What I would say is I just hope this doesn't change. I don't think it does, but I just hope it doesn't change any of maybe the bigger deals that they're working on in centre midfield. But like you said, Tank, does it feel like maybe the tide is turning a little bit? Just I just felt I just felt with this. When I woke up this morning, the first thought, my first thought was something's happened at Liverpool, something's changed, because there's no way that we go and spend this money, especially when the club's up for sale. There's no way we do. And I just think that the way Liverpool used to work, Jamie, is you know yourself, if they, they, they target a player, and if that player's not available just yet, they leave it. Now, mm. I was speaking to my pal on, on uh, the WhatsApp before, and I says, I never thought we'd sign a centre midfield player this winter, for the simple reason is, we have got so many, it's untrue. When you look at Liverpool's midfield players, you've got Henderson, you've got Milner, you've got Fabinho, you've got Thiago, you've got Naby Keita, you've got Oxley chambers you've got Cavalier, you've got Harvey Elliott. There's eight. That's just and the name of the year. You've got the you scored. Yeah. And so you've got possibly 10 centre midfield players. If you're if you're an owner, you're going to go, no, you need to get rid of a few of them before I'm spending 100 million on Bellingham and giving them 250 grand a week. You have to lighten that area up. Now, it's going to be lightened up because you've got a, quite a few who are out of contract, a few I expect to move on. So for me, this is this is perfectly fine. And, and you know, it's a fantastic transfer because it's, it's hitting an area where we are absolutely decimated and it still gives scope for the, the area we need investing more to get the right player when he's ready and available, hopefully. Do you, do you think, Jim, this could mean for Liverpool that it, like Tank says there, there's still, I think the whole strategy around Liverpool and FSG where it's been sell to buy, ultimately it has been sell to buy, really. They needed to get rid of a load of midfielders, COVID and whatever else happened, they couldn't get rid of those midfielders, which meant that they've carried a few now at the end of the contracts. Do you think it will be... This is the one signing for the window now, and then they're waiting for, i.e., a Bellingham or a Fernandez in the in the summer. Possibly, I don't, I, I, I don't see the Bellingham one happening now. To be honest with you, I think that the, the the word on the street is it's Real Madrid, and and although it was, it was that's, that's coming from Spanish newspapers, though. So yeah, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. It was, he's uh, heavily favoured. It, it was, but it was always coming from Liverpool, and then. The tide changed quite a lot just towards the end of the World Cup, and it was, I think, it was um, Real Madrid due to the to the Zidane connection as well. I think um, Zidane's one of his his idols. He had the old Juve Christmas jumper on, I believe, and um, so I don't, I don't think Bellingham to Liverpool's happening. So I think this is a right. Well, we've got, we've got. We we had money maybe to spend, and now right, what else could we get? And this Gakpo transfer has turned up, and probably blindsided Liverpool a little bit, but it's one of them where you go, 
I don't want to miss out just in case because he's so young. You buy him for forty odd million, and you'll still sell him for that if he's if he's not if he's not great. You won't you won't lose anything. But I think you need, like you say, with with the contract up in the summer. I think that you need a. I think you need a blockbuster midfielder signing, and and I don't think that's Bellingham at the moment. I, I, I'm open. I'm open. That's not going to be the case. I, I still have this funny feeling that Liverpool managed to get that Obviously. deal. <laughs> that deal done as difficult as, as I think it will be. But Jamie, um, have you seen the leaks what's come out this morning about his contract for the summer? No, Bellingham, sixty million. Close. You two, I, you two won't be up this morning with your text messages. I've read nothing. I was trying to have a little lie in this morning, so I've I've not even looked at my favourite. Uh, you phone on uh, loud. I I haven't been on Athletic, so what have I missed? There's a sixty. There's it's in the pay papers. It's in the Daily Mail's done a big article on it, and there's a hidden clause. What they're saying is in Bellingham's contract that he can leave for sixty million in the summer. Oof, Jesus, I'll send you That's... the article in a minute. Yeah, is yeah. that in the Athletic? It's in the Daily Mail. Oh, okay. Well, well you know, you know me and the Athletic, mate. I don't want to be cheating on the Athletic now with no, the Daily no, Mail. No, no, no. Jesus, imagine that. That that that'd take some whopper, uh, whopper contract to to get him. Though you'd assume if there's not much of a transfer fee, it's like Haaland, You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Small transfer fee, but nine hundred grand a week. It's like okay, yeah. But that'd be that'd be unbelievable. Um, and yeah. on the football side of things, uh, Tank, me and you maybe disagreed on Liverpool's performance. I thought uh, very good results. I thought they were they, they looked much better in the first half. I think their big players looked like they had more energy in the legs. I thought there was a lot more hunger, desire. Could have scored loads more. Certainly not watertight at the back. I don't think you'll see Liverpool look watertight at the back for the rest of the season. So it's not something that I'm. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want us to concede goals, but I'm. I'm okay with us giving away the odd chance. I, I did feel like we looked a lot more like Liverpool in the first half. I think our leg, legs fell off in the second half for whatever reason, and that was a little bit of a worry. Changes helped, but uh, overall, it was a it was a big win. Where did you sit on the performance? I agree. It was a big win. I thought Villa should have been three or four one up at half time. Villa missed sitter after sitter. Allison made a really good save. You look at the two headers, what the uh, Ollie Watkins had. They should they should have been four one up at half time. And these were for me, these weren't just half chances. These were cl- as clear as you like chances. I thought Matip, um, I thought he was absolutely all over the place. I genuinely thought he was woeful. Uh, Ollie Watkins just sat in him and he, he could not handle him. It was a big look. It was a big result, and I thought we looked neat and tidy in midfield. But for me, I, I honestly, Jane, I thought we could have conceded. And I've I've watched the highlights back. If Aston Villa scored eight goals yesterday, you'd have gone, yeah, yeah, they, they, they could have scored eight. Now I know what you're saying. Liverpool also had chances, and Nunes did. I understand that. But we're trying to get back up to the pinnacle and back near the top. And we're fucking. If we'd have got beat by Aston Villa yesterday, you'd have gone. To be fair, boys, they had the chances. Yeah. Do you know what I think? Sitting like I think Villa had chances, but I think what's also sways it is a lot of those were offside. Like, and it's this whole okay, yeah, we look back and we put the hand up, and then they give the late flag, and it looks like you've you know you're under the cosh. Half of them we played the. I know it was tight. Don't get me wrong, and there's an element of looking that, but a lot of them were offside. I felt I didn't feel. Look, we were under the cosh at, at times. I thought Matip looked, um, uh, you know, he's at the sixes and sevens, but I yeah, I didn't I didn't see it like that. I, I thought. I thought Liverpool looked like their intensity was back. And that was the, the big thing for me. I think we looked really dangerous going forward. I felt whenever we yeah. got the ball, particularly with Nunes off the shoulder, we'll come on to him in a minute, Nunes off the shoulder, you felt like with every pass forward, we were going to create something. And that was the thing for me. I, 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 I felt like Liverpool looked more like themselves, the energy, the intensity. It's I just agree with that. I thought the way we pressed as well was a lot more, but me as a defender, I'm looking and just thinking, fucking hell, they're just they're wide open. It's like... It, it, what The worrying thing was, it wasn't... They didn't have to do anything particularly good to create a chance. It was balls in from wide areas and we just weren't switched on. We were so all over the, the place. We were, And yeah. then you just think, like, if... We, I thought we looked more... And you might think I'm fucking mad here. I thought we looked more solid against Man City. And we got B3-2 than what we did against Villa. I don't think Man City carved out as many chances early on. We could have been four four down in 20 minutes against Villa. And I'm like, I know a couple of them might have been offside, but 
I mean, come on, I was open. He's had six weeks with them. The World Cup's been off. He'll, he'll drill them. He'll have got them right. He's supposedly shown them all these clips of how we used to press. And then I just thought we scored early. And then I'm thinking, fucking hell. And then the second half starts, and I'm like, we're fucking clinging on for our lives against Aston Villa. Yeah, no, second second half was poor. Now, I, I read the first half slightly differently. I, I want to see Liverpool getting back to being super brave with the high line. And I am okay, and I think that distorts. These late flags do my head in for loads of reasons. But one yeah, of the things I that it does that. do, it does my head in because it makes you feel like you're under the cosh and everyone gets a bit panicked. And it's like, well, hold on. We just played the line perfectly. But um, Jim, what I want to come to you from a striker perspective on yeah. Nunes. Um, yes. Because, again... Look, I'm not going to hide the fact that I really like the lad. He's certainly not the finished article. I'm not going to sit here with rose-tinted glasses and tell you he's the best striker in the world. I have the, I think he has the potential and all the traits to go on and be one of them, but he's not that at the moment. I just think he's exciting, fun, and I really enjoy watching him with the good and the bad. Yeah. Where do you sit on this with, well, A, in terms of Liverpool performance, but then in terms of Nunes? Because, again... There's articles getting wrote about him. There's clips of him missing a chance. I just, I find the whole thing a bit mad. Yeah, it's a bit mad. So from Liverpool, I didn't, I thought they were all right the first half. I thought they looked on top. But for me, I think Villa just looked defensively inept. They were, I thought they were awful the first half, Villa. And then like Tank said, I thought when Villa turned it on the second half, I thought, you, you know, if they came back and won that 3-2, like no one, no one would, no one yeah, would question the result because they were they were looking dangerous, and you were looking, but you were always catching them on the break. So this is my issue with Nunes is, or not an issue, because he got in so many times. Like they were playing him through balls when, because you were sitting back a little bit second half because you it looked like you were a bit nervous. Is in. I don't want to lose this game because we should be winning this game. So you seem to have dropped back a bit and, and sat in, but you were hitting them on the break every time. So balls through to Nunes and he was through on goal and he needs to be scoring them. Cause if that's how you're going to play as a team, sometimes he needs to get better at taking them one-on-one chances or getting through and, and creating chances for others so the one significant one I remember is when he threw on goal he's one-on-one with a goalie I think he was offside in the end which is fine look you know he eventually got flagged offside he should have just either gone for the goalie's legs as in they say shoot for the megs don't they because keepers never keep their legs together but he tried to square it, and I think uh, Mings. Got that was back the one where you could tell it. you could tell it was in his head. It was playing. He didn't in his know head. what to do. He's like, "Shit, I'm in one on one. What do I do?" Do, do I you know what it was, Jim? It was identical to the one where he was through against City, yeah. and he and he hooked it, and you could see. And I and I thought to myself as he was through, I was like, "Be brave, mate, and smash yeah, this. Yeah. Be brave and smash it. Hit the target." And he got to exactly the same. And it's nearly like. He bottled it a little bit. He was like, he I, don't wanna, I don't want to, I don't want to make the same mistake. So I'll go the easy option. And even, even that, it wasn't a great pass. He kind of jabbed it into the floor yeah, a little bit. And it was bit. a bad pass. Like it, all he had to do is fizz a pass across. And it, don't get me wrong, it was offside, wasn't it? So mm. it doesn't matter. But it you does see matter. It's playing on his mind. Yeah, because he's there and you can see that. So I think if he gets that out of his system, because the balls through were unbelievable to him. There's one where I think it might, I can't remember which one it was, and he was one-on-one with Mings, and so it, the ball broke on the edge of the box, and it might have been TR, I can't remember, to be honest. And he played, they played a lovely through ball, and he threw on goals, and, you know, a a Rooney, a someone at one-on-one with a keeper there, they score all day long, and it's probably a little dink, and it's, I just think he needs, if he doesn't get that, it was and Salah keeps... the through ball, and he oh, yeah. was it Salah? Away. Okay, yeah. sorry. And then I he and then he ho- he kind of he, he pulled it with his left foot. Across. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he went wide. Um, yeah. So they're the goals where, or where the top 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 players will score them nine times out of ten. So my worry for him is, it will it, it it will probably come. It will probably come. But the more he keeps missing, the harder that's going to get. Yeah. Where are you, Tank? Do you know this is only his third season in proper football? You have to take that into consideration. He's been playing basically part-time football and then he went to Benfica for two seasons and he's had a season. This is his first season. So it's this is his third full season in football. In top flight. In top flight football. 
Now, the developer, he's got, you can see the development, what he's got in his game. It's fucking absolutely terrifying, the development, what he's got. You ask any defender, who would you not want to face in the Premier League? His name will be in the top three every of every defender in the Premier League. He's got pace, power, he's direct, he's good in the air. And and it's not just got pace, he's fucking rapid. Mm. And without him yesterday, Liverpool don't win that game. Yeah, that's, see, that's, the game. that's the big thing for me is, as, as people will look, he, he does need to. He's missed last two games, he's missed chances that he knows himself he should have scored. But I watch his movement and he's, yeah. all, he's always off the shoulder, he's on the blind side yeah. of the defenders. He's and, and I seen a stat yesterday, right? I'm going to go in full propaganda mode here. Uh, this is from the Tactical Times uh, on Twitter. Darwin Nunes has managed to convince people his final product stinks while contributing a goal or assist per game in his first 20 games for Liverpool. So that in any, wow. in any, like that, that's, you know, you've just new insane. player, new player, new club, big expectation, a goal or assist in his first 20 games for Liverpool. And that's why, imagine if he'd have took his chances. Do you know what I mean? Imagine if he'd have took his chances. So there just has to be an element of perspective, I think, with, with him at the moment. He's a young lad and he should... Look, he's fucking... I, I think I messaged you in the group. He's the only football player where I watch a game and I'm like laughing, just going, fucking hell. Because he I think was... I messaged you, didn't I? I was like, hold on, he's missed two two chances yeah. there where he should have scored. And then he tries a volley from just... <laughs> the first time volley. And that's not easy to do. First time volley from 60 foot in the air. Good connection, nearly went in. I'm like, this player is mad. Like, He's I, fucking I, I... mad, honestly. And it's just, I absolutely... I He's uh, the player now that I like... I'm desperate to watch him again. I just want to watch him all the time because you don't know what you're going to get. And that's the problem what centre-halves have. Because we, if he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, our defender's going to know. So, um, Jimmy... Eddie Howe, is Eddie Howe getting enough credit? Because I no. watched Newcastle yesterday and I know Leicester are, I know Leicester are struggling a little bit, but I come away from that going, wow, okay. And, and when, when you when you look at it as well, Jim, right? And I, I, I seen something this morning on Twitter, right? And it was interesting. It was like, um, these are at the stage. So this was a City fan now. These are at the stage we were at when we were buying Bellamy and um, Adebayor. Imagine what they're going to be like in a couple of years. Like, They've not really bought, uh, apart from Bruno, who I absolutely love in midfield. Um, they've not, and maybe Trippier, if you want, they haven't made like centre half is a good player. Yeah. No, no, but it's not is, like show stopping. No, apart, not, but, you not. know what I mean. But Bruno wasn't show stopping, mate. If you if you didn't know Bruno Guimaraes before, only reason I knew him was from FIFA. To be honest with you, um, and and you you pick up these players, and you know I thought Lucas Paqueta would have been better than. Than Gamares and yeah. Paqueta's done absolutely nothing for West Ham. Um, so does did he get he enough he credit? Pardon? Did he go to the World Cup? Yeah, Paqueta did. Yeah, yeah. No, like, fucking Gamares. Bruno, he didn't play. I don't think he played. He much. He went, too. but he didn't play much. Um, but he's probably the best midfielder in the Premier League at the minute in, in what he does. So, you know, let's look at some of the, the facts around Eddie Howe. He took a, he took Newcastle on when they're in the bottom three, got him to the mid-table. He's overseen these transfers that have absolutely um, changed the way that Newcastle played and not gone and bought a Rabino like Man City did when they got all their money. He's absolutely changed Joe Linton into a world-beater. Um, and he's got the team second in the Premier League. Yes, they've got money to spend, but they haven't spent stupid money, have they? They've spent what a normal Premier League team would spend, 200-odd million on good players. The next stage is where, because it's going to go, you know, Newcastle, are good. I hope they qualify for Champions League, I really do, because I'd love to see what players they bring in and how they then progress, and that will be the telling of Eddie Howe. I genuinely don't think he'll last that long just because of the nature of the beast now. It gets a little bit too big for him, and it's like, but yeah. he'll still he have got the reputation history. Yeah, I, I do think that. I feel like he's the perfect manager for them now to get them on the first step, yeah. as in transform the club a little bit, build, work with the type of players, but then... When when they start needing to compete in the Champions League, when these League. world world champions yeah. come in, I think, and and this is not anything to do with Eddie Howe as a manager. I think if things start to go 
slightly wrong because at the minute he's on the crest of the wave and and if anything goes slightly wrong I think they'll be cutthroat and go right I need we need a big name manager uh, which I hope you don't and I hope he does really well but from from where he started to where he is now Newcastle have been phenomenal and um you know I hope I, I really do hope they'll they'll get into the Champions League and because I predicted it at the start of the season oh Jesus <laughs> there he is again tank they have they have this nice blend of Good at both ends, and that yeah. I think that's the thing. Like they don't really give away that many goals. And burn as well, to be fair. Solid. Like I'll be honest, I, it, when you look at England's d- defense going into the World Cup, I'd have been taking Dan Burn because I actually I, I think he's Fine. he's been absolutely flying, big, strong, imposing. Um, I, I really like him. Um, and and he can I know play Harry as well. can, play. He can play. He can. Uh, but you've been impressed with him, yeah. I just think the whole new. I, I, I messaged into our group yesterday. The first three or four minutes, I was like, I was blown away by them. Yeah, what are we? It was just yeah. like they just kicked off, and it was just like fucking cutthroat. Go after these from the off. Do you know, it reminded me a little bit. I remember Liverpool under Brendan Rodgers, where it was like kick off, attack, attack, blow, attack, blow them away in the first defend. twenty. He's yeah. defend. And the other kids, I can't remember his name. who's come through the ranks because this is what he doesn't get credit for. Like Jimmy said about Joel Linton. What's the, the um, Longstaff? Longstaff. Yeah. I mean, fuck me. He looks as good as anyone in football at the minute. Well, United were going to buy him, yeah. I mean, yeah. he just looks. He's he's just protection. He just blocks everything, gets it, and just goes, there you go. My job's done. There you go. And I just think, I disagree. I think I think what Eddie Howe is showing these owners a new way. You don't just have to come in and just, let's get it right. You've got Chris Wood up front. You've got Chris Wood up front. Yeah, they haven't even got still. their star striker that they said. What's his name? Isaac? Uh, he's not uh, playing. Yeah, yeah, Wilson. Yeah. And, you know, but they still, still look a huge threat. They, they fucking, the lads who I can't even say his fucking name, the little fucking rapper. Sam one. Maximilian. Yeah, he's not played for ages. Where's he? Yeah, mate, he's, he's more injury prone than fucking Darren Anderson in. It's a shame because he's a great player as well. Oh, he's, 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 he's unplayable on his day, and he's, but. They're a problem for everyone. And I don't think they're going away this season either. I just yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't mention them. And they're just they sat there on Arsenal's shoulder now. So looking at the games yesterday, I watched the Spurs game. And and like you, I think Liverpool are in a top four race. You know, and I'm looking at the teams around them. And, and I don't think Newcastle will fall away. I, I think they have solid base. They have enough creativity, certainly with the players that they've got to come back into the side in the second stage of the season. And well, I just feel... Like, window as well, by the way. That's a very good point. And, <laughs> and I think I'm a massive believer that momentum in football is, <laughs> is, 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 is can, can do strange things. And they just seem... They have all the momentum and goodwill behind them. And I'm not saying it's going to be like a Leicester City all those years ago when they went on to win the Premier League, but you can see what momentum can do. And I just feel like everything is rosy around that club. Whereas I watched Spurs yesterday. Spurs, oh, okay, they, they turned it around and got the result. I wasn't impressed, really. They just, I don't know. They, they don't seem the team to me. If it was to pick maybe one of the teams that are going to miss out, hopefully at the expense of a Liverpool I think I feel like Spurs are probably going to be that team, and, and with Antonio Conte, drama's never too far away. You know what I mean? What would you say, Tank? Watching, I suppose, that cluster of teams that are going to be fighting for that fourth place. Where do you kind of see it in terms of Spurs and and those competing with? Spurs are a funny one because I watched the game yesterday, and I never thought they were going to get beat though. You know, because they always seem to come back, don't they? They always seem to start shit and come back. But there's just Conte for me at Tottenham. He's, he's moaning again this morning, and he? someone asked him about transfers, and he's he's already saying, "Well, this is the club. It's the club's philosophy. What they do, that's what they try and do." So you, you know, so there's unrest already. It's, every unrest two, it's like my misses him gets mad once a month. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just one. You're on a winner, mate. You're yeah. like a lucky bastard, you. Yeah, and once an hour. In my way, lad. I'll take that. But you, I, I, I'm not too sure that they. Genuine, genuine top four at the minute. I'm just not too sure, but I will go on record. I still think Liverpool will fall short. Yeah, I, no, I still I feel... think we'll fall short. Oh, Jimmy, can I, sorry, Jamie, can I just say something as well? Well, about no. my prediction because if you go back to one of our Always. first podcasts oh. when you and Jimmy were like saying Everton, they're really good, they're really sound, they've got a solid back four, you've <laughs> only conceded so many goals and they drew all these games. And I called it then and I'll call it now Everton are going down the shit. Can you speak about <laughs> For, that? 
Yeah, so it's funny. It's nearly like you have seen my agenda here because uh, Everton are, are next. Can I just say something on Spurs before you move on? That on. for a defensive team set up defensively, they're not very good at, at being at, at defensive. in defence, are they? So <laughs> yeah. I saw yeah. that, and I've stole that off a tweet. I saw someone else tweeted. Now, don't but, ruin it, lad. I like that. You should have uh, yeah. credit for, for that. A defensive one. team, they're shit in defence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they need your mate back up front to defend for them up front. Yeah, mate. Makes things happen, doesn't he? Makes things happen. Uh, Everton and Lampard. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up, Tank. And I did, to be honest, um, I've always said that I, I felt Frank Lampard was not good enough to be Everton manager. And what I did say is playing devil's advocates, probably because I know the family listened, the family and a few blues mates listen to this. So I'm like, I try and give a bit of balance. I could see what he was trying to do in making them more solid. But fundamentally, I don't think Frank Lampard is good enough for Everton. I don't know how he keeps getting these jobs. I, I actually haven't seen anything, maybe bar Derby, in any of the jobs that he's done where I've gone, oh, wow. Um, he spent shitloads of money at Everton. And... It just seems like the line always is, well, he, Everton fans say he gets us. He's going to get you relegated. That's what he's going to do. I, I just, Jim, you're married into Evertonians. Yeah. You were, you were vocal in seeing what Lampard was trying to do. Has that changed now at all? I think so, mate. Yeah, I think, you know, you can't come back after, after having the break off. And it's not like they had... A, a shed load, you know, everyone off to the World Cup. My, I can't, I, I won't know the numbers, but you know, it's going to be less than 10, isn't it? That went off to the World Cup. So, um, the team that he's got, it's a decent team, and he did do well early doors in, in making them sturdier, which is fine. But even being sturdy, you're still going to concede one or two goals. But if you can't score three, you're fucked. And this has always been Everton issue is you're relying on Dominic Calvert Lewin. And he's made a glass at kid. So he's, you know, he can't seem to get injured. He's too busy. Um, he hasn't you been know. himself for a while, though. Even nah, fit, and he would have gone to the World Cup, Calvert Lewin, if he was fit and playing and scoring because he's he's a good player. But if you can't stay fit, you can't score goals. So it'd be interesting to see who they where they spend. They need another striker. They need another striker and one that will, you know, Mope is not the answer. I thought he, he as I said, when Lewin is better a fit. I think Mope drops into a number 10 role and, and becomes more provider as opposed to as a main striker. But if he's your main striker, you're struggling. They've got rid of Rondon, which he, you know, he used to come on a sub, but I, I liken it to being in the bath and drowning and someone throwing you a toaster plugged in. Like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> um, so they, they need a striker and but I think they're in trouble, mate. I think and I'll be very surprised if, if Lampard lasts to the end of the season. The only thing that'll be probably stopping it is he's on a decent contract and they won't want to pay him. You've you've said in the past you've said in the past tank that you think Lampard when he's maybe done better is because he had Jody Morris with him, who Jody you Morris. said was was an excellent coach. Do, like what are the, the 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 kind of murmurings that you're hearing around Lampard? Anything from from those close to the club? Or well, no, I mean, if Jody Morris was Jody Morris has got a phenomenal reputation for being uh, as a coach in this country, like phenomenal, you know, really, really top draw. And I think that Lampard, he had him at Derby, and then something went wrong at Chelsea, whatever, and he never took him with him. But let's just go back to Lampard. You know, he spent a lot of money in the summer. A lot of money. Let's not disguise the fact he's and he's just signed the the lad who they used to play from uh, from PSG. They've got him. They got the big tall boy Unana. Is it? He spent a lot of money on him. He's good. Him. I like that Unana. But he's wasteful though. Very. You can you can see he's he's kind of like a a Nunes version in midfield. You can see that he has all the attributes. Yeah, to be a big powerful midfielder. But I'm just I'm waiting for him to to spark into life. Do you know what I mean? I just think it's, I, I look at this signings and I'm like, there's no thought process or logic why you've signed him. The kid they got from Burnley scored, I think he scored two goals in something like 120 Premier League uh, games. Mm, so, you know, you pay, you got beat. And he got dragged yeah. off and he got booed yeah, off as well. I agree with you. I'm just booed so off a hard time. He paid about 40, 50 million for him. They went and signed two centre halves from from the lad from Burnley. You decide, okay, he's a free. But if you if you're Everton and you want to go up a level, you don't sign them to a centre half. They sign Connor Cody. Now I'm looking at Connor Cody now. When I seen the tweet from my a mate of mine who's an Everton season ticket home and away, slaughtered him saying, "What the fuck is wrong with the club?" 
All you've got to do is pay Wolves £4 million for Connor Cody. And at any stage, they can do that. They can activate that any time. And he could have played yesterday, but they never paid it. So if they've not got £4 million to pay, so we couldn't play yesterday. But for me, Connor Cody, and I said this on the podcast when he first signed him, he can't play in the back four. He can't. He needs to play in the back, in the back three and he'd be the midfielder, like the holding one there. He's good on the ball. I'm still not convinced by the left back they've got. I'm still not convinced by him. I think you can get at him. The young right back, I do think a lot of. And then you look right through the side and they're just poor. They're poor all round. He spent over a hundred million and I think they look worse than last season. It's funny. I, I remember when we had this debate. I actually I like the Tarkovsky and um uh what's his name? Connor Cody oh, signings. Yeah. I, I think I think at this stage Everton need experienced Premier League players. And what, can I hear my, Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, in there, lads. Yeah. Where's that coming from? Which? Can you hear me? Can you hear me talking twice there? What, mate? <laughs> <laughs> not, is it nah. coming from your screens or something? Or <coughs> one of you's got YouTube open or something? YouTube? Are we live on YouTube? Live on YouTube, lad? Did you not know that? Fucking hell, no. no I'm only messing. Uh, no, we haven't braved that yet. We need to get to the thousand subscribers to, to, to do that. Um, yeah, I can hear myself echoing. Hopefully, everybody yeah. can't hear it at home. Anyway, uh, yeah, I know I like the, the Connor Cody uh, and Tarkovsky signings. I thought they brought in experienced Premier League defenders and, and it made them, you know, a lot more dependable at the back. I think the biggest worry is, and it, you know, it's easier, to, I feel, to set up a team to be defensive as it is to try and get teams to create. And this is where I think you need Lampard to, to start earning his money in setting up a team to go and to go and penetrate teams, to create lots of chances. I'm looking at this now and I'm saying, why didn't they take the money for Anthony Gordon? You take the money for Anthony Gordon for Chelsea, what were they offering? I think it was 50 million, wasn't it? 50, 50, 50 60 million. You know, you could go and get yourself, you know, um, uh, some some top players for that type of money. Um, I don't know. It just, I don't know what type of team Everton are and I don't know what type of coach Lampard is. I don't know what his philosophy is. We've said this in the past with the likes of a Solskjaer and things like that. You're looking at these managers and going, well, they've been in a while and I can't quite see their identity. The opposite in terms of Mikel Arteta. You knew from day dot what type of coach he was going to be, how he wanted his team to play. It's a clear identity. I just feel like Lampard doesn't quite know what Frank Lampard is or a Frank Lampard Everton team is. So you're saying, Tank, you think that they'll they'll go down? I think they're done. I think I honestly think they're done. You've lost 22 Premier League games this season, I think I've seen on Sky in the calendar year. 22 Premier League games. They've got Man City away next uh, coming up. And you just look at them. You get, where they, They've lost six on the bounce now. I just don't see where, where they're getting wins from. I genuinely don't. And look, I've got lots of friends and I'm not one of them. I've said this to you before, Jimmy. I'm not, I'd like Everton to be doing well because the old rivalry and the, the derby back when I was a kid was amazing where you, you didn't know we was going to win the derby. The rivalry was brilliant and it was great to watch. I'd like Everton to get back up to being a decent side. But while he, he's the biggest spoofer in football, Frank Lampard, as you said there, Arteta come with an identity. And when he was under absolute, he was getting pelters Arteta, he stuck to it. He stuck to his guns. What is Lampard? What, what are Everton? Because for me, every signing he's made has not been a single success signing. You know, Deli Ali, people forget about him. Spent a fortune. By the way, he got dragged off in Turkey after 20 minutes the other day. Yeah. Jeez. That's a shame as well, by the way, what's happened to that him. Is he a was shame. A that is a shame. You know what? He's 26. What a waste 26 of years old, oh, I think. I saw it dragged off after 20. Scary. And, and, you, and you feel like with him, he's one of those players, you know, not in terms of the player I'm about to compare him to, but you know, like when they talk about Gascoigne and when if yeah. he'd have gone to United and he had have had like a Ferguson type figure, you feel that like if Deli Ali had maybe because I think he was due to join Liverpool at one time mm. and Gerard was going to go meet, you feel like if he'd have had the right type of manager. You know the right type of advice. Potch had left Tottenham. He'd been brilliant for Potch. He just feels like he needs a certain type of manager yeah. to look after him, and maybe he's just not had that. It's 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 been a shame to see. Um, lads, before we wrap up, Jim, Arsenal not only were the last team of my accumulator yesterday, they won me. They were the team that won me the hundred and ninety six quid. I had the opportunity to cash out at ninety six quid. I think it was Tank, wasn't it? And you told me to be brave, back Arsenal. 
West Ham scored early. It was like, oh, for fuck's sake. This what did you call me? You must have called me some name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, fucking, here he is. Uh, top, top tipster. Fucking giving me an absolute dud here. But uh, no, they, they turned it around. One thing I have to say about Arsenal, and uh, look, they're missing uh, Gabriel Jesus, who's obviously their, their figurehead. Odegaard. Jim in midfield. What Mate, a player he what is. I said, I said uh, about four or five podcasts ago, it was a while ago, saying making him. Do you captain. write down all the things that you say yeah, in past podcasts. Of okay. Yeah, because uh, notable things that I know will be right. Okay. Um, so Odegaard making him captain was absolutely a stroke of, of, of genius because when you've got a player that good, but you can drift in and out of games. Like an Ozil used to be that good, but you could drift in and out of game. Making him captain. So he's got that extra responsibility. And what happens when you've been made captain? Nine times out of ten, you feel a sense of responsibility that you've got to go out and perform nine times out of ten. So when you put an Odegaard in as captain and he's and he's, you know, creating these chances. Well, let's look at the scorers. Saka, Martinelli, and Ketia. All three young Arsenal um come through the youth systems. And that they're all now, uh, you know, playing. Saka is one of England's best players. Martinelli will be one of the best wingers in the world if he continues his trajectories on. And then Ketia, as you know, he went to Leeds, struggled, and he's come back into the fold at Arsenal. And Arteta's getting a song out of him. So, you know, they're, they're, he, he's doing a good job, Arteta, is, at, at, at Arsenal. And then I still don't know if the last of the race is in. For the title, the only it's thing going in their thing. favor, it's just a depth thing. It, it, it's a depth, a depth thing, thing, but the only yeah, thing going yeah. in their favor is the amount of games. So you know, in in what they all play, because they're not probably fussed about. I, I, they're in the Europa League, aren't they? If I remember, yeah, they are. Yeah. Probably in the yeah. Europa League. So you know, they're not probably. They'll just change the team. They'll just rotate that side. So you know, they're not bothered about going and winning that because they'll get in the Champions League anyway. They'll be going for a promote uh, for promotion for a, a, a championship. Um, to to win the championship, win the Premier League. So I think I think they'll be all right. I think they'll get into the Champions League. Whether they can last that, you know, have that stay, I still I'm still not quite sure. Not because they're not good enough. I just don't think they've got the depth in in the team. But the, you know, I've been saying that for a while, and they're still there, at the top of the league. So fair play to them. We said very early, didn't we? Tank, I'm buying. Uh, I'm buying what Mikel Arteta yeah. is is selling. You can just you can tell, and and people like Pep Guardiola, the way he talks about Arteta, you know that Arsenal have got themselves a, a proper operator there, haven't they? It, yeah, this is what we were just saying before. It's the fact that like when he comes under the scrutiny, like he did, and he was under some fucking pressure, like last season, like real bad pressure. He never waned. He just stuck to it, and you know it's worked a treat, and. I think I said before the break of the Premier League. I I think they win the league this season. I don't see mm-hmm. them. I don't see them stopping. They've, they've got a sixty million offer in for the kid from uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. Is it? Yeah. Make, Say his name there. Go on. Who is it? Tank. Mick. Call him Mick. Mick. That'll do. Yeah. Mick lad. Go ahead, lad. So they've got you know they've got an offer in for him who looks a very good player as well. And they I, haven't put the offer in. I read. I think it's uh, they, he will go, but they just need to get the 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 money sorted. That's. So, but but it's, it's, it's pretty much done. I think he even put in out their a, court, basically. Like he so, put out yeah. a picture last night, a photo of him watch on Instagram or uh, on on Snapgram, as you called it before. Uh, Tank. <laughs> he he took a photo of him watching Arsenal. So he's he's flashing his yeah. knickers. I think they just need to get the the deal. Done. I just think that they got, and I don't think that'll be the only deal he do. I think they're in the position now. With the seven points clear, am I right? I think it is now. Yeah, yeah. seven points clear. If they sign another couple of top players. We've just said it before about Newcastle. Momentum is the biggest thing in football and they've got to buy the fucking bucket load. And you know what you've got to, to remember as well? And I was really surprised to hear Pep Guardiola say that this week because he's, ne- he's never said it before. He basically, now I'm going to paraphrase this, but he basically said they need to win the Champions League and his era yes, at City will be defined by him winning or them winning the Champions League. If Arsenal can keep that gap, and we said this when Liverpool went on the march a couple of seasons back and the gap was there. There will become a point when City's focus will turn Switch, to the yeah. Champions League. So if Arsenal can just keep winning, I know that's easier said than done. And Arsenal fans, any Arsenal fans listening are going to realise now how difficult it is to stay with this City team because there's just no let up. 
Like I this dr- is where they use the turn <laughs> city as well. They'll probably yeah. have 14 games unbeaten. That's the thing. It's they're a freak. And like I can say this with confidence, Tankle now. Like it's exhausting watching City because they're so yeah. good. And all of a sudden, as a football fan, you go through this strange um kind of change where a draw becomes a defeat, and it's like, what disaster, world are we yeah. in? What world are we living in when drawing yeah. a game of football is a is a defeat? <laughs> anyway, lads, to wrap up, I want to ask your opinion on something. When do you take the Christmas decorations down? What's the fucking rule in your house? Oh, listen, she bought the fucking bulldog that Reggie and a pig, a squeaking pig. And fuck me, he's nearly knocked the tree down about four times. So ours is coming down. Reggie's taking ours down daily. <laughs> There's fucking balls all over the place. So ours is, I'll probably go down now and it's gone. It's gone. Job done. What about you, we Jim? Get down quite early indoors, mate, to be fair. Probably around New Year's Eve. But the outside ones stay up till about April. You're like that fella off National Lampoon. National yeah, we have a lot of lights we do, and I can't be asked getting like because they're up the up the house, like, and it's I get just unplug the them for the year. Just unplug them for the year. They don't, they're back. not switched on. They they come off after January time, but they're they're still up there. But the problem with leaving them up is. They get ruined. So each year I have to buy new ones. So it's yeah. just fucking costing me an arm and leg. In, in, but if I take them down, what I've realised is if I take them down, I don't have to buy replacement ones. I can start buying more new ones so I can add to the collection. So they'll be coming down uh, after Jan- you know, January, January time. And uh, so I'm, just, I'm actually, I think I might take mine down today. I, I'm not, a, I don't like clutter me. I don't like clutter. No, so, like, I once Christmas that. is done, I'm like, right, come on, tree down. Let's get the spit, you know what I mean? Get all, all that shite away now. But, um, We're final thing from day number three, yours today, lads. We're for, I'm on it today. Boozing, boozing again. I'm boozing today. My first proper day boozing over Christmas. Got your boozing well, shirt on. Any no, drama no, over no, Christmas, Jim, with the family, the in laws, any arguments? Any. No, no, we had a great time. So, Christmas Day, it was uh, the kids, the kids fell out. I tell you what we got. We got that drone home. Have you seen it? Have you played the game? No, what's that? It's a class, lad, right? You get four. So you get like a little platform in the middle and then you get like four ramps and you get three little aliens, right? And you get like a little flicker at the end. So you put your alien and you flick it and you're trying to flick it into the middle. The middle is a drone. So if it stays in the middle, it flies off. Like, yeah, drone fucks off. And that, Why is that it bad alien... that I'm sat there going, this is a drinking game, this? If you Mate, get the it, drone, we're going to yeah. play it later. We're definitely playing <laughs> drinking games with this later. So it fucks off. And then that drone's gone, right? That that alien's gone home. So then you've got to get the other two aliens and fucking... <laughs> anyway, there was arguments Christmas Day over, over drone home with the kids, but uh, not... Nothing major, but today's today's a big one. There's like 32 of us, maybe, if oh. giving giving boyfriends and girlfriends from nieces and nephews come. So, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a big day today. There'll be there'll be a few political conversations. Have you noticed now you, these family no, parties? We don't, like we don't go old, like that. We don't go like that. Shout out to uh, my drinking partner Colin. He'll be he'll be with me today. Uh, putting on, in a session. Uh, Tank, then, what uh, about you, mate? I know you've got to pick up your mum, mate, so we'll keep this one brief, right? Uh, any arguments in your house over the festive pit? You'd be a man for an opinion, I'd say, around the the, the, the Christmas table. Yeah, but as you know on this podcast, last I think that people just fucking get to the fact that I'm always right, so they just nod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just Best easy way, to agree, because, you know, it's, it's futile. And, do you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to play, like, charades with Tank or something. I'd say you'd be fucking hilarious play something like that. <laughs> I'll tell you what we did play Christmas, and it was fucking... It's an old game as well, but I've got fucking cold sores. You know that thing where you put in your mouth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've you sent us a few videos with that thing over the years. It like... It's fucking brilliant. But we got it back out everywhere. We had a little go. And um, you want you want to get it because you've got the fucking mouthpiece and it pulls your lips right apart. Yeah, we've got it. We've got it. I can't remember the name of it. And you've got to say stuff like um, fucking... You've got to read Excellent. the card. Say Maximan. Say Maximan. Right, lads, pleasure as always. I am off to go and take the Christmas tree down. So, uh, Jimmy, have a good family party. Give me love to everyone. Uh, I'll send try, you some pics. Yeah, try not to get too giddy. It, it, that's uh, it, that's <laughs> naked me, sauna, naked sauna time for you. In, in, in the so, certainly, there could be there could be a sauna, a little dip in the in the cold swimming pool, but. Uh, 
Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be certainly eventful. We be play games. Lads. We we have like quick. Well, a lot shut of shut up, our Jim. Fans Jim, are, shut yeah. up. Tank's got to go and see his mum here. Trying to wrap it up here. He's got an electric car, mate. Fast as fuck. Fucking loosen the button up and relax. <laughs> right, lads, be good. Tank, I hope everyone in the house feels better soon. And uh, easy, yeah, boys. everyone at home, enjoy uh, the rest of the festive period. Um, let us know what you think of the show, and we will be back with you next week on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Take it easy, lads. Oh, he's gone. He's gone, <laughs> <laughs> he's gone already. <laughs>